Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. No hard feelings. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Cobra Kai never dies. And as a special guest this week, square painter Adam Schub. Hi, guys. How's it going? We here on this week's episode talk television. This week, Chris made the pick, Cobra Kai, season two, episode 10, No Mercy. But we brought Adam on to pretty much talk about and gush about the entirety of the show. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. Most likely. I mean, we'll watch just about anything. So, Chris... Hi, Evan. Did you pick this episode just to bring your friend on? I mean, no, uh, right. but I, I had been meaning to talk about this show since season two aired. Well, but um, you, you messaged me on Facebook about it. You wanted a you wanted a rant about this. And then I told you, like you, you said, you didn't watch it yet. I hadn't then, finished the season uh, season yet, but right. And then and then I told you, you were actually the first one that commented. I'm finally getting like some traffic on that. The uh, the half hour ranting recap that me and my friend rob did on my youtube channel <laughs> it's funny yeah, how this show spoiler. has has permeated out like this week's episode because every once in a while we're t- we'll talk about it just in like real quick and it it doesn't belong on youtube red no it's yeah. weird very weird it, it's weird but I, I i specifically asked adam on because i was like completely enamored with the show but I, he was the first person I had come in contact with that actually appreciated it on the same level as me yep. because I also absolutely adore the original Karate Kid. And I'm like the one with so Will impressed Smith's with the show, kid, right? What's that? It's the one with Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid, right? That yes, one. that one. Of okay. course. That's yes, that's exactly. exactly what we're talking the about. The original yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. Gotcha. The original, okay. the original one from 2006. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to go grab a drink. I'll be right back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so I asked him on because he is my kind of nerd. Actually, one second, I need to check to make sure my computer is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Hold on. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Hi, Evan. I love hearing Chris go, got it, go, ow. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. For the record, I did watch all everything, the whole, all two seasons. <laughs> There you go, Evan. That was an outbound owl and an inbound owl. I heard both of them. <laughs> I'll, I, I promise to bring you in in this, Karen. That's that's fine. You know, I've, I've been feeling it's you know going to be a male-dominated podcast, and that's fine. Well, I do have. I'm very curious on a lot more of your thoughts. I've been physically restraining myself from talking to you about it until now. Uh-huh. Are you good? Is, what about emotionally restraining? <laughs> 
Not no, that no, no emotional restraints. <laughs> no emotional restraint. He's been crying all week, you guys. That's I really see. Quite a thing. <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> please be okay. All right, so let, let, let's talk about this episode real quick in particular. I have theories about that too. Okay, so I rewatched episode 10 again today, and at tw- 12 minutes and 20 seconds, that's when the brawl starts. And it ends at 21.10. So that means a third of this episode was children fighting each other. I was fine with it. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I was uh, I, I was of two minds of that. Um, and <laughs> the way this show does this thing that again, is one of the many reasons, like I've mentioned on this show before, and you just said before, this show is better than it has any right to be. Now, I'm not saying that, objectively speaking, if you're not a big fan of The Karate Kid, that this is going to be a mind-blowing show. I'm not saying everyone on the planet needs to sit and watch this, but if you are a fan of that and you have this kind of the the right kind of mentality, this show is very, very good. Mm -hmm. And the thing that this show does that is just astonishing to me is that, you know, Karate Kid doesn't take place on Earth. No, it it's a. Uh, it takes place in this weird world <laughs> where, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know. Maybe that is actually what it's like living out in, in California. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's not what it was like growing up here in New Jersey. And it's uh, it, it, and it's characters are caricatures most of the time. And what this show does, well, Daniel's from New Jersey. He is from New Jersey. Real? Well, from from You're North. Saying Jersey. Newark, New Jersey, is not real. Newark, New Jersey is made up. It doesn't. It is an entire other planet. Oh my god! It's true. Newark is really is its own planet. Newark is strange, but uh, what it does is it, and this show in particular does an amazing job of kind of sucking you into the ridiculousness of this world. Like you know, there's here we are. We're we're rooting for for kids in these fights, right? Yeah. Like they they play it off like this is a cool thing and. Like especially with those two like little little kids that were fighting each other, the Asian kid and the blonde kid. That was and, hysterical, like, right? It was hysterical, and this whole fight is just like completely outside of the realm of realism. Yeah, like especially when the security guard, that dude shows up. Yeah, that, that was Stingray. Yeah, st- just one word, Stingray. Yeah, but Are so it's talk about him already because I have some strong feelings about that fucker. Yeah, me too. But so what it does, and it does this all throughout the show, is that it it puts you in this world where you're rooting for these kinds of things because they're kind of the they're the things that the show seems to want you to root for until it doesn't, and then it snaps you back to reality and hits you with the consequences of this kind of stuff. Like this show seems on the surface. When I saw the original trailer for this, I thought this was going to be funny, but it was going to be full of like you know promoting toxic masculinity when the show is actually about showing you the consequences of being that kind of person. Of course. And that, like Johnny's whole arc in the first it, one, especially it, in the second season. Yeah. That, that, and that was the part that surprised me and continued to surprise me throughout the course of the show is that, you know, you, you start, he does some shit that you just, you, you can't help but laugh at. Like you, you play off things where he's like, uh, you know, smacking the inhaler out of Miguel's hand saying that, you know, asthma doesn't exist or something like that, or <laughs> peanut allergies aren't real. But then, you know, a few episodes later, they'll hit you with some actual realism of the consequences of being that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And right. that brawl, which was, 
completely ridiculous and i was totally caught up in for like the first seven minutes or so and then i'd be like wow this has been going on for a long time somebody really should have stepped in by now but then miguel falls and it snaps you back into reality like oh shit this has actual consequences like the consequence to it i thought he was dead (laughs) because he's laying there on the stairs like did they just do that? Well, they, it's they, a- they took it an extra level. They did the slow-mo falling backwards, the the drop, the hitting of the banister on his back. Like, that was rough. Even, it was absolutely brutal, yeah. Even for a, a show that is like this, like, it's sort of not real. When that moment happened, everything, like, you stopped thinking about Hawk running through the, 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 the hallways after his friend like that was ridiculous that the whole character is ridiculous but then at the which, same which one hawk hawk well, hawk. Hawk, hawk is, is so fascinating <clears throat> to me and he's heartbreaking to me because he johnny made another johnny and he did yeah and like that was that's a great example of what i was talking about like when hawk does the whole flip the script thing in the first season mm-hmm. Like I was rooting for him hardcore. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Like he really taught him something positive and he taught him how to take control, but then it went wrong. It went way too far. Yeah. Cause he was teaching that kind of shitty behavior. And then when Kreese shows up, well, well, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the, that toxic masculinity just one upping itself in this show. Like Johnny couldn't be enough toxic masculinity because he was learning. They had to bring it back to the past where all of this garbage started with bringing you know with by bringing crease back into the picture and sh- the ending of this season where like i don't how what's gonna happen like he's lost com- johnny has lost complete complete control of everything he's gonna have to begrudgingly uh partner up with uh with uh daniel daniel yeah that's they're, and they're seems never going to be the direction that's what's going to happen actually uh if you look at the first recap that me and my friend rob did that's what rob said was going to happen in season two like that crease is going to come in he's going to take over everything's going to go to shit and then uh the two of them are going to have to team up i'm sure begrudgingly they will i'm sure they'll still be at each other's throats because that beef's never going to get settled and there was, there was some serious like character choices in this episode in particular where, you know, his daughter decides that he, she I, I can't remember 100 percent, but she got drunk and they ended up at Johnny's place. And Johnny's like, I'm not letting you in my house to see your daughter until you calm down. Bad right. move. Not the yep. right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I don't know. I disagree with that. I think Johnny was totally in the right. He said you need to calm down because he did. He Daniel he he knew that she was in there, and so he he knew where she was. But he was way too hot. He was going to come in and cause a scene, which he did when he kicked down the damn door. But Johnny was right; he needed to settle down. But I don't think Johnny is the person to be te- like. It's not the right well, character yeah. to be telling him to do that because it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, their two personalities are so abrasive that you know it, it's just well, explosive is is a better word that you know you you put any volatility between the two of them and it's just you know it's going to go to ten immediately. Mm-hmm. So talking about the th- theoretical them joining, and I was going to actually ask Karen, yeah, um, what what do you think was going through their heads when they were standing in the elevator next to each other? Ooh. Um. I mean, <laughs> way to hit me with the hard one. <laughs> that is sorry. <laughs> that is a tough one. I will agree with that. I mean, I feel I think they both were 
feeling some guilt and responsibility for the whole situation. Um, and that they, I feel like they both probably th were thinking the same thing that we need to put, put these, put, put our problems aside and work together to fix this. But I don't, I th also think they were both thinking, but he's not ever going to, you know, listen to me and work, work with me on that. I think uh, one thing I noticed in this a lot is that a lot of the conflicts and the problems that came up um, and for between all kinds of different characters happened because while characters did talk to each other, like it's so annoying sometimes on TV shows where mm -hmm. they don't, yeah. they never explicitly said like whatever the problem was they they talked to each other but they didn't they, like they just weren't saying the right get things. It out. they weren't talking yeah. about like, the right like things. when, when yeah. um daniel showed up at cobra kai with the graffitied car and he just like ran in there and started you know making a fit and it was like if you had just said look at my car it's been vandalized that whole thing would have gone away yeah but that, that, that... nobody says like this is the thing that happened. They're too uh, like they have, they have these preconceived notions that they think they think the other person knows exactly what they're talking about. Right. Like Johnny went in there. Uh, not Johnny. Uh, Danny went in there thinking that this was all Johnny's idea. So mm -hmm. why in the world would he explain it? And that you're absolutely right. That happens with all these characters and they have these arguments or that they're making assumptions about the other person, about what they know or what they did or who they are. Yes. And yeah. I'm sorry. That, that's one thing uh, but I definitely brought up in my review also that if these characters would have just talked to each other just a bit, so many of these conflicts could have been friggin' resolved. <laughs> exactly. You, and you saw that starting to happen when that impromptu double date happened where <laughs> anytime they put the two of them together, like where they weren't in conflict, it was great. I just I would love to watch them like whatever, go through. 40 hours of court approved you know couples therapy <laughs> for Johnny and Daniel and then like just watch that buddy show I would love that that, that would be a each season had to, one of those episodes in season one they started to yeah yeah well season yeah. two they had the, the dinner where they the, yeah. the wives or the girlfriends roped them into sitting together and they and it was complaining about the waitress that got them like on the same side. Well, it was that was the kind of that was the, that, the that aftermath. Both. The catalyst was him saying that he was trying to make Cobra Kai better. Right. Yeah. The best character in that scene is Daniel's wife because she just like chops the two of them down. Because <laughs> she does it in the first season also, and it's hysterical what she does. You're like, gonna fight your karate, your old karate guy here in the yard. Yeah, are you gonna fight your karate boyhood rival in front of your son or are you gonna come in and have breakfast? <laughs> no, but she's I could eat. Like really, really, are you guys gonna do this? You're just gonna have a dick measuring contest at like in in a restaurant right here, and then like the waitress comes over, it's like everything okay? It's just like, oh yeah, it's fine. They just have warring karate dojos. In, in yes. the <laughs> She's the Liam Neeson in Taken of this situation. <laughs> now is not the time for dick measuring. Exactly. <laughs> but she always like brings it back down, like grounds the the insanity between the two of them that she's she is done the point of reality yes like, the point he, of reality. he daniel is doing all of this stuff granted he is doing it with the best of intentions you know starting the dojo so on and so forth but he is missing 
everything else. And she is yeah. picking up that slack and she is trying to remind him, you have another life. You have other things that you need to pay attention to, a father, a, a, a business owner, so on and so forth. And she doesn't sugarcoat it. No. Like the whole, there was a sushi incident. Like that, mm -hmm. that was perfect. Yeah, you're, you're trying. I see what you're doing. I, I'm not ready to accept your apology. Fix it better. And I did have a, a minor problem with their argument and their marital argument. Like he was definitely screwing up, but uh, her answer to it seemed to be like, you need to stop this karate thing because there are other things that are more important when clearly Miyagi-Do is very important to Daniel. So like they needed to make a change, but the change ne wasn't necessarily just stop it. Well, it's finding yeah. a better balance. And right. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, you would have thought this show would have found a way to work in. Oh, yeah. I think that was kind of the, I think that was a very, it, it was an important thing to see that Daniel was still struggling with that. Cause it's something his character is, that was the whole thing with him and Mr. Miyagi was him trying to learn balance. It was what it's all about. And then seeing him just get completely caught up in not balancing his life properly. And I did like, like, I agree with you that that's the right way to handle it. And I liked that they didn't make the wife character perfect like that. I liked how everybody on the show had some sort of like, didn't handle every situation perfectly. There was no one person that did everything right all the time. No, that's the, great point of the show that it's all shades of gray there's no protagonist there's no antagonist it's just general, oh, except you know, for well crease is an antagonist well, Kreese is. yeah there is yeah yeah absolutely Kreese that's he's the driving force between that actually on that um that painting that i did that i got signed by william zavka and uh ralph macchio i had ralph macchio write all life is balance like on his side of it too so that's wonderful that's yes beautiful. it is that is beautiful yeah they were great when i met them now now i have you were going to ask karen something i cut you off so and what, i what and and Karen, you did make comment the fact that you watched all of this. Now, were you are you familiar with Karate Kid before this, or are you watching this? I think I've blind? seen the I've seen the first movie, but as an adult, not as you know, it, it, it didn't come into my childhood. I don't have nostalgia for it. Um, so now that's that's my curiosity. You watching this show, myself, Adam, and and Adam and Chris <laughs> are watching this steeped in nostalgia <laughs> like, but the thing is this the sh but side note the show doesn't rely it relies on nostalgia just enough it's, oh no no i'm not saying that the show is relying thing. on it i'm saying that's the only reason we started watching this show of course no, it's on youtube red it is it it's completely out of left field this is why why is this being made i can't explain it but we are watching it because of our nostalgia Karen, for someone that does not have that, I, I don't expect it to hit as hard for you, but how did you feel as a show in itself? Like if this wasn't if like this was on CBS, like or well, if it was on CBS, <laughs> we all know I wouldn't be watching. Yeah, you, you, you understand. Like if would this be something that would appeal to you as just a regular show? Um, just coming to it as a regular show, I in the beginning, I had a really hard time with it because I, I started the beginning of season one. And I get that the whole show is uh, Johnny's journey to not being an asshole. But like him being in the an asshole in the beginning was really hard for me to watch. I did enjoy it over the, the course of it. I had some problems with it. And I think in the end, a lot of it boils down to another difference between you three and me, which is that um, this is a show for dudes by dudes. And I'm not saying that women can't enjoy it. 
but you're definitely going to enjoy it more if you're a guy. Oh, this is such a dude-centric show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My God, the, the testosterone in this show is ridiculous. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of, the there were a lot of moments I was like, oh, God, come on. Some yes. of the oh, best I'm, fighting I'm sure. that happened I... were between the two female characters. Like, that brawl, granted, it was very long, but those two girls were kicking ass. Oh, Samantha and Tori are just utterly beating the fuck out of each other. It was so Stunning. Like one of them pulls, which I, okay. So Tori, Tori, was that her name? She yeah. puts her bracelet thing on her knuckles to make a blade like yeah. brass knuckles. Now, I don't know if you heard like the, the, the sound effects, but every time she swung, it made that sharpening yeah, that knife metal, sound. Oh, oh yeah. Which, that just sent a little shiver down my spine. Like, yeah, yeah. This is so testosterone filled. Yeah. No, I, I love sound effects like that that you know just shing yeah the shing sound like she's not shinging on anything there should be yeah. no noise of course <laughs> 80s and 90s action movies always did that and like that's like a little nod to it also like i always pick up on sound effects that are just to enunciate something that are utterly ridiculous i love shit like that <laughs> i was I, w- I will say i thought the fighting was great and i did thought the girls did a great job with all that you know choreography i don't know how much of it was stunt work or whatever but i did have a big problem with the whole catalyst of the brawl being basically two girls fighting over a boy can we not come up with any <laughs> any better motivation than a man in a woman's life all right so here's the basis of karate kid i don't know if you're familiar with this but yeah. this yeah. whole event started because of a girl yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's the whole thing. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not asking the show to not be what it is. I was just disappointed because I, I did like those characters. I, I just wanted more for them. I right. didn't like Tori at all. I I just I figured that home. I didn't even think she was into Miguel. I figured that entire thing was just let me find whatever excuse I can to punch this bitch because I don't like her. Like yeah. I, that's 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 how that's I read it. Too. But you're right. I, I didn't even think of that. It's it is totally. Uh, I'm wrong. It's totally a parallel to uh, the, the the Karate Kid. It's, I just didn't it even think of it. Chris, I'm more with you that I just saw Tori as like just some crazy psychopath that was just essentially using any excuse that she can. On, I, one other problem I had with her character is that she comes out of nowhere in like season or episode five or six. Yeah. <laughs> dojo and obviously you know it's like okay this she's got issues she comes from a bad family or something you could see that established immediately and i don't know it just felt like her her character in itself okay just how she was introduced what does that was one of the few things that really bothered me yeah it was it kind of reminded me of that new girl i already forgot her name in season two of uh, stranger things but mm. I thought they handled her way better than they handled. Oh, uh, this girl was just thrown in there. Like, yeah, she's just like, and now I'm here. <laughs> right. Oh, you mean, I, I think I mentioned that. Oh, you mean uh, what? The chick with the red hair, Max? Yeah, yeah. Max. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the, I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. The way that. I, yeah, yeah, I, I did. It, it, it reminded me of that where like all of a sudden and here's this new, new character. But in this one, it was just like, it was like mini moose in Invader Zim. It's like, yep, been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, showed up. I don't know. That was one of the few things. Yeah, Are we going to talk like about other sh- new characters? I felt like she showed up because somebody else had said a couple episodes earlier, we need more girls. Well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, did somebody say we need more girls? Hey, here's another girl. There you, you go. Sure. The, this whole season was getting in more different types of people like the 
I got I, the first let's half. Address, of this... I think we need to address Stingray pretty soon. <laughs> All right. So let's hold on, on Stingray. Hold I'll on. My piece, the rest of the, the, the characters that were splitting between the two dojos, the, the, the students, they're one of everybody. They just said, let's get the tall, heavyset black kid. Let's get the nerdy looking Asian kid. And they got one of everybody and then just <laughs> split them up. You are team Cobra Kai. You are team, you know, like, and they, it's, I, it felt f- slightly forced. Like, hey, look at our, you know, what is it? Na- Nash- Nation of Benetton ad. Make sure everybody gets tapped. It was, I don't understand what the necessity of that was. Stick with the the main characters and, and build upon them. Or I guess it kind of rounded out the world. Hell, I love those two kids when uh, Dimitri calls them Bebop and Rocksteady. Because, oh, my, oh my God, God, that was perfect. Like, wow, one I, of them looks a little bit like Bebop and the other kid definitely had a rhino face. <laughs> and I, I did oh like how they I, – I was I was a big fan of the new characters and, and because it just made so much sense to have like – well, they, obviously, after Cobra Kai won, they were going to get new students, and yeah, they added right. just enough to that. And then, like having them all get taught, and then see make the decision to go over to Miyagi Do because they wanted to practice a different kind of martial arts. That there are people that look at this and say, "Okay, this is completely badass." But like what they did with the completely ridiculous display at the car show or whatever the hell that was, <laughs> the festival, like that was a lot of pyrotechnics, but. <laughs> Like th- that whole thing is like they were saying, that's all wonderful and flashy. But at the end of the day, there's it, it's it's not teaching you good things. And I liked when he said, I never liked it here anyway. And he left. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Like he was going along with it because of the whole gang mentality. And that's what Cobra Kai essentially became was a gang. Well, and yeah, that's yep. gross. Uh, cult- cultish. <laughs> so my curiosity, did did either or any of you. Yeah, what was the name of the kid from Surf Ninjas? Ernie Race Jr. Okay, the Robbie hairdo. I feel like that was a direct ripoff because the entirety of this season and half of last season is Robbie moving his hair out of his face. Yep. <laughs> like, welcome to my world, boys and women who have to have long hair as like action heroes because it's sexy and it's just impractical. Oh, yeah, but that was always like a thing that like the suave, sexy. He does a lot of head shaking to get his hair to move. He was such a like a physical stereotype of like eighty. He was he was such the. Ex- you know, it wasn't like any of the Cobra Kai's, like because Miguel is totally Danny when he was a kid. Like he mm-hmm. looks and moves yeah. like him, mm-hmm. but like it, it, he was just a uh, yeah. He's just so stereotypical with his hair and you well, know who- what did uh, what did Aisha say? Oh, so it's just you and abs all summer. That must yeah. be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? You want to go really obscure here? Oh, who boy, Robbie definitely. reminds me of? Do you guys remember the movie Airborne from like '93, yes. that rollerblade movie? Yes. <laughs> that yeah. main kid, Mitchell. Doesn't even I, matter. I, Any I of them. We love that movie. Robbie <laughs> is like that kid. Like if that kid was put in Cobra Kai, in, in the Cobra Kai series, exactly that. So, All right. So, so Adam, I, I you've been dying to talk about it, and I really want to hear your thoughts on on Stingray. Talk to us about Stingray. <sighs> Every I read comments about him online and like he's funny, like comic relief. No, he's a fucking creep, man. He's a fucking 
weirdo. Like, now. First of all, just trying to figure out his age. He's definitely over 30 because he said like when he runs into Johnny at like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, he's like, oh, yeah, the 80s were awesome. But I was like five when it happened. So in order to think that like, OK, even if if you were five, then to like even be cognizant of like the 80s, you had to be born in like the early 80s. So I was born in like late 81. So when I was five, it was like 86, 87 when I was remembering things. So that's just goes to show like how fucking old this dude is. Like I looked up the actor's age. He's 32 years old. But just the fact that he could be like in his late 30s, like around our age, practicing karate with these fucking kids that are in like their junior year of high school and like hanging out with them and like bringing some girl over like a party. Just that party. That whole thing with him at the party grossed me out. Yeah. I was like, this is not funny. 40s taped to his hands. You know, no, no, seriously, like Edward Forty Hands. I played that shit in college when I was like 23 years old, and it was stupid then. Like, what are you doing? Grow the fuck up. My God, I didn't like his character at all. The fact that he was trying to become a security guard at the high school at the end. I'm sorry. And like this, the- getting involved in like the fight and high fiving Hawk, like. Really, dude? You're like 38 years old. Are you fucking kidding me? He yeah, braided was... his beard. Yeah, he braided his beard. What a bitch. Yeah, that that whole thing was kind of foul to me. I, I did not care for Stingray at all. At I didn't think all. he was... When they first introduced him and he had the whole rundown in, in the, the Home Depot or whatever, I didn't think that was funny either. Like, I just didn't think... This I guy was, it. yeah, it wasn't it, this show didn't need it at all. There was no, he didn't add anything to it. It was just gross the whole time. And you know, I don't yeah. I know nothing about that actor or anything like that, but that's just how I see this person. And yeah, I, I hate that. I mean, did you guys ever have when you were younger or when anywhere you were around, like, I don't know, 19, 20, 21 years old and you were partying with your friends, there would always just be like that one dude that would show up that was just a little too old to be there the one that Maybe graduated like a couple of years before you uh, yeah i went i went bowling with like four of them every <laughs> friday night senior year oh jesus it was real I'm bad so guys sorry. it was real bad yeah because i remember even when i was like 20 years old you know even even then like when we were hanging out like one of my friends like his younger sister who was like 16 her friends used to hang out with us and even then that's like thinking about that now like people were 2021 20, hanging out with girls that young that's problematic but i do remember there was one guy who was like somebody's neighbor who was like turning 30 or just around that age that was hanging out with all of us and like no one even knew where this guy like came from or who knew exactly who invited him but he would just show up with a case of beer and he was just that fucking weirdo. And that's who I saw in Stingray. And I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. Uh, he, <laughs> nope. he gets a big fat. He's, he was definitely one of my issues with this season. There was, I mean, I, I guess I, I would agree with you. The first season, like, completely knocked my socks off. And really, oh, yeah. a lot of, I, I'd say a big portion of it was just the general shock of how good it is. Exactly. Because, how like, fucking good it was. This should be a dumpster fire. Like, yep. all right, we're gonna we're gonna dig up the original Karate Kid brand. We're gonna dig up some Z-list actors and uh, and go to town. Yep. And like that should have been awful. It should have been hilariously bad. But like, watch it. And, like this show's making me feel feelings, and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> right? I'm no, uncomfortable with the feelings, feelings that the show is making me. me feel. And especially because it doesn't ignore anything. Like it doesn't ignore 
Karate Kid Part 2 and Part 3, which are both completely fucking bonkers movies. Like, those movies are... Three, I don't really remember. That's with... Uh, I know where he joins Cobra Kai with the mm-hmm. crazy Terry Silver guy, which I'm pretty sure they're going to bring that character back in. That would be funny if they did. Uh, but I don't I didn't even remember really, three. Yeah, I didn't even really remember three. I remember because there's the part in season two of Cobra Kai where Daniel is like, I used to be part of Cobra Kai. And I thought he was like making up a story to, you know, encourage his students not to go in that direction. And then they show the clips. I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. He did for a brief moment join Cobra Kai in Karate Kid 3. The yeah, weird, I mean, that was where which one was the one Mr. With the Miyagi's little trees are from. Yeah, the that, bonsai that, trees. Yeah, that was the open up shop. Remember? Yeah, right. They they yeah, found yeah. the there was there was the one that was growing by the waterfall, and they had the death-defying stunts with the like crazy gang members that were hired by Cokehead on Car- Terry Silver, who nobody knows what he does for a living, but he's freaking loaded, and he's yeah. he is '80s cocaine guy from that Futurama episode, and devotes countless amounts of money and time to breaking up of uh, to like getting revenge oh. on. Danny, I know. Mr. Miyake. It's insane. It's like all of his his entire criminal empire, like every resource is put into that to like do that and work with Crease just to fuck with Daniel. Like, okay. It was completely nuts. And it's funny that you brought up bringing Terry Silver in because, uh, like, so when they when Crease showed up at the end of the first season, I was just like, "Holy shit, that yeah, is a that big bomb to drop!" But then after like moments after, I started thinking. How does a character like this fit into this world? Because this show is far more grounded than the original Karate Kid, especially two and three were. Right. So how do you fit a character like John Kreese, who is completely one dimensional and like like he was a Saturday morning cartoon villain? Yep, he was just shy of twirling a mustache. <laughs> mustache. And I was twirling. really impressed with how they tried to they actually made that character fit into the world. Like, yeah, he's still a he's still a complete cartoonish villain. But they put him in a place in his life where someone like that would be. Yeah, he would right. end up homeless. There's no way that the the military would have taken him back. And I love that they played with that. Like, yeah, this is the kind of asshole that would go around saying that he's been running missions all over the world and pretending that he's doing really well. But he's actually been homeless for a while because mm-hmm. that's what happens to someone like that. And that just astonished me. Same thing with with Johnny. Like. The fact that they made it that, yeah, if you're going to be a complete asshole who doesn't know what the internet is and get with the times at all, this is where you're going to wind up in life. And I thought that was very cool that they did stuff like that. Now, Terry Silver, how do you do that? How do you put a character like that in this world? The writing team is so good that I'd see them do that. And speaking of uh, Johnny getting the internet, can we talk about that for a second? Like that he's Googling like hot babes and wet insert <laughs> contests like shit and looking up like iron eagle and iron eagle 2 I, I thought that was amazing that whole scene I, cracked I, me up i i just recently rewatched iron eagle i loved that movie as a kid i never saw the sequels there's actually iron eagle 2 3 and 4 i have no idea there is. i had no idea <laughs> i wanted to make special comment about um episode 6 which, which was, was it, it's take a right. It's the one where they go all the cast of characters from the original Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one was great. That was heart wrenching. Yeah. And for that took those cartoony characters from the original movie and made them all human. live in the real world, made them all yeah. human. And I was every, every time I watched this show for any length of time, I am stunned 
at how realistic it makes this cartoon world seem. Yeah, that was actually one thing that I, I was talking about with both William Zabka and Ralph Macchio when I was at a awesome. <laughs> Wait, do you need help picking that up? That that name drop? That that was pretty heavy right there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's oh, fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I did get to meet them, and I'm just saying, like, that was you can name drop name drop I will because I got to meet them. The first day when I got the painting signed, uh there was it was very slow so i with william zabka i ended up hanging out with him for like a good 20 25 minutes and i was just talking to him about how amazing the writing team was and he was even saying like i couldn't like when we get the scripts we can't even believe how good our character arcs are going to be so even they're surprised by it (laughs) but i love that all those characters that were in cobra kai in the original movie one that they got those original actors to come back i don't think most of them did pretty much anything after that i think they um, actually pulled them from their real jobs one of them is a priest (laughs) (laughs) but they all look back on their time with cobra kai like 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 abuse victims because they Mm -hmm. were you know they look back on that like this really terrible time you know they obviously they look back on it with with fondness of some of the good times they had together but like they were terrified of like crease and cobra kai like that was real terror and also i didn't really piece together the first time i watched it but the second time i watched it that you know the guy who died and they zipped him up at the end mm-hmm. yeah. he was the one who said get him a body bag yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like oh man oh, that is sweet so sweet irony up. i got that immediately i was like holy shit they're putting him in the body bag look at that oh my god it has officially come full circle it has oh. yeah that was uh that was pretty nuts uh, that was that was a really cool episode. I was I, I was yeah, I, that one. I like that bar fight that they got into. It's obviously okay. You want to see them kick some ass. I I like how they just they that handled. In. I mean, they handled them getting together really well. You know, the the reminiscing part and just coming to grips with what Johnny is doing now and whatnot. But then on top of that, they added that whole level of this is what's happening to their friend. And no matter what happened in our past, this is what we're dealing with now and and how it affected them as adults. And it's like story arc and like character driven, like so much better than the actual movie that it came from. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even as as amazing as the first Karate Kid is and how much I love it. Yes, totally. (laughs) Yeah infinitely better on this than any of those movies i like the fact that uh, that daniel larusso's mom pops in every once in a while like yeah <laughs> yes you get to learn a little bit more about you know what actually happened with his dad and yeah that, that was that that was all pretty cool oh um, that whole story that she's telling about like waiting online for like the ferris wheel and coney island the wonder yeah, wheel. Was pretty mm-hmm. sweet yeah that it, uh, little things like that really really help to shape those characters all right. Now, so I I definitely want to have a conversation with Adam a little bit about what what we think is going to happen in season three. Okay, so hold on. Before we go into that, I want to hear reactions about the final scene of like the final visual of the last episode of season two, where his friend request from Allie. That's mm-hmm. pretty amazing, actually. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, uh, me neither. One, one thing that I did I did notice though was the one part where he's like at the bar and drinking he's sending her like a message mm-hmm. on Facebook uh you could see her um like uh, her occupation is well he he says it he says it out yeah. loud he she's says a, she's she's a pediatric uh yeah pediatric surgeon right so oh. 
<laughs> I did not pick up on that at all. I picked up on that immediately. Like, oh, that is so clever of how they're going to bring her back in. She's going to be the one to save Miguel. I I hope so. I really do. No, that, that would be awesome. That, is, that would be so awesome if they're going to bring her back in. If they can, you know, get Elizabeth Shue back in there, that would. I mean, she obviously is signed on for season three. Who knows what's going to happen? I didn't know that. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with her and uh, with Johnny? Well, like, how are they even going to convince? I she's got I, that whole her character's got to like, be married and and done. Like she is. They she mentioned it. Like, she's married, got kids, and she's she's going to help. Uh, she wasn't close. She's going to help right? Johnny she, grow. No, I don't think she was close. Um, yeah, they said she was a pediatric surgeon out in somewhere. I can't remember where. In like San Francisco or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't terribly far away. So I guess it would make sense for her to be the it would it would be amazing for her to be the one to to save Miguel. Yeah. But well that that's totally what's good. That's what I predict is gonna happen. The relationship between Johnny and Miguel's mom is something that has to come back. Has to that circle where she was the first She's person so to give good him a for chance. Him. Yeah, that's and that's my point. She, he would. She was the first person to give him a chance as an adult male, just right. doing the right thing. I see what you're doing, and I'm going to give you a shot. And then, of course, shit ends up going sideways with her son. Now, right now, really bad things. Like she sees what has happened to her kid. Yeah, you're going to be upset, but there is going to be a step back where this is not all his fault. Yes, it's partly his fault, but he really did try. He he was there for the kid. He he, he did the right he tried to do right or what he thought was right by yep. her son. And, and Miguel got hurt doing the right thing. Like yes. Let's not forget he showed, you know, he Murphy, showed mercy. Robbie. Yeah, but fighting and by that handrail, that was just a bad move. And Robbie yeah. moved the hair out of his face before he <laughs> groundhogs kicked him probably. He did he did the airborne <laughs> kid move. Can I just say coming to this show as as not a, you know, not recognizing and not having the nostalgia of like this show does not exist on the planet Earth, that entire brawl, all I can think is somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. Like I, like it was making me anxious as a mother. I'm like, these are children and they're fighting so, and they're on the stairs. Oh, my God. So if you well, think about it, they were fighting on like marble floors. So every fall, every hurt on the yeah. stairs, every. There was no carpeting. All of those yeah. kids are unconscious or broken bones. Yeah. It was Easily. Not, like, it was not to the point where it was not enjoyable. And I enjoy a good action movie. But mm. it was just like, these kids are too young. And this is like <laughs> bad environment. And, and where are the adults? And I, you know. The teachers I'm, didn't even want to get involved. Like Dimitri pulls one in and he's like, oh. Yeah, I, I liked that where they, because the, I'm thinking the whole thing like, come on, the teachers would be swarming this by then. And then they brought that one teacher in and he's like. What the hell am I supposed to do? Like these yeah. kids are ninja one of the masters. <laughs> one of the kids, one of the kids, like just beat one, didn't he? Like didn't a it teacher was a get hawk, punched right? in the face? Yeah, I think Hawk took down one. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But that whole fight scene was strategically placed on a set of stairs to make you go, ah, oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah I uh, agree. Well, it worked. Much. Yeah, it definitely worked. <laughs> I mean, so. Go All right. So, so so I mentioned before how this show fascinatingly brings in pieces from all three Karate Kid movies. Like there was even a picture of Sato on uh, mm -hmm. in the Miyagi Dojo, like yep. from from Karate Kid Two, and they brought in the whole Cobra Kai thing from Karate Kid Three. And fascinated by that. The only thing that they have not touched on in this, Is which Will Smith's kid, was that 
Will Smith's kid? Well, no, because that's totally different. That's a whole, <laughs> a whole separate the universe. The next Karate Kid. What's her? What was the name? next Karate Kid with uh with Julie San with uh um? They uh, better not that. Name? Bah, that what's her name? Movie. That movie Hillary is Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Swank. Yes. Yeah. That movie is the hottest of garbage. It is worse than but it part is two canon. and part three. But it is canon. And the way that this show takes really bad aspects of the old movies and brings them into something good, I would be fascinated to see them bring the Hillary Swank character because there's no way that she and Danny didn't meet at some point. Right, right. But with the, even even at Miyagi's funeral, they must have. Season but, four, um, that's my call. That's when she shows up. But my friend Adrian had the thought like, well, that's how Danny's going to fix his problems running Miyagi-Do because the only other student that Miyagi had was Julie, right? Because Miyagi didn't take students, you know, he didn't run uh, a, a dojo or anything uh, like like a, like a business and take all these kids in. It was like he did it to help Daniel. And then the next time he did that was with Julie. So if those two characters know one another and Daniel is having a hard time balancing full-time karate teacher and full-time auto salesman and full-time dad because that's fucking crazy, call in some help at the dojo and who better to do that than Hillary Swank. Now... So- do they you call in Hillary Swank specifically, or do they call in Julie? And they have because Hillary Swank—that's she's a big actress. She just yeah. did a huge thing for Netflix. I, I'm sure she's got picture deals somewhere. Yeah, I tweeted a, that news story about that uh, that Hillary Swank Netflix show a couple of weeks ago, Oof. and Ferg, one of our you know show faithful, picked up on it. Was like, nope, she needs to be on Cobra Kai before she can go do that Netflix show. <laughs> well. I didn't realize because uh, I was just looking at uh, some like I was following some of the uh, like Cobra Kai uh, Instagram accounts and things like that. And it was like, oh, Ralph Macchio's on there. Let me follow him. The actress that plays Tori in the new season mm-hmm. is fucking huge. I don't know if she was on the Disney Channel or something like that. Look her look up her account on Instagram. She has like 14 million followers or something insane like that. Whoa. So, yes, yeah, he's she's very well known from something. Oh, I mean, it's not like YouTube kid. doesn't have the money. Like, that's no, the thing. No, they do. It sucks that this show is relegated to YouTube Red because who the hell pays for YouTube Red? But at the same time, like, I'm sure they could afford Hillary Swank because it's YouTube. They make right. a ton Google. of money. <laughs> Google. They can afford. They can yeah. Buy yeah. But still, it, and it's 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 karate kid. Hillary she's probably been chomping at the bit waiting for the call. She's like, yeah, I know this is happening. Down. When are they gonna, you know, bring me in? Because this is my big shot. For to say, like, <laughs> I have watched Next Karate Kid now. I had never seen that one before. That was the one that totally got by me because it didn't look good. I didn't want to see it. I didn't I, even remember that it I, I remember years and years later I saw somebody do a review on on YouTube about it. And I was like, oh my God, that I completely forgot about that fucking piece of shit. When did that come out? Like 94 or something it was sure. somewhere somewhere around there but uh i i have rewatched it twice now in the last i don't know since cobra kai came out i've rewatched really? that movie twice just the first time it was just out of sheer curiosity like all right what is this movie actually like and then i finished it was like wow this is putrid and then the second time i watched it i'm like okay this is still putrid but it's, it's growing on me. It, not that it's growing on me. It is still awful, but it's not leagues worse than, say, Karate Kid 3. It's worse yeah, by oh, a decent margin, but it's not like so far worse that it's, it's not like, Will Smith's kid, Karate Kid. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that one. Is that really good? 
Well, it's Jackie Chan. Any Jackie Chan movie is worth a watch, but yeah, yeah because it's Jackie. It's Jackie. The other thing that I definitely have to point out about that about the next Karate Kid and my whole theory with with Hillary Swank is that what she did in that movie, her hobby was training hawks. Yeah, you pointed that out. You pointed that out. <laughs> that is quite literally what she she had a pet hawk that she trained. Come on. <laughs> So <laughs> what you're saying is she comes in and steers Hawk in the right direction? No, what he's saying is she's Hawk's mom. Now, if we didn't already meet Hawk's mom, I would totally buy that theory. <laughs> no, well, you see Hawk's mom yeah. in, uh, in in an episode, in a flashback. Maybe but anyway, that's his adopted mom. <laughs> correct me if I'm she's wrong. Hawk's biological mother. Chris, correct yep. me if I'm wrong here. So if you're going to dig down that rabbit hole... They're going to bring back Michael Ironside and his like crew of bullies from the school, right? Because doesn't he run like some like weird like Gestapo? Uh huh. I'm yeah. sure they're all in jail now. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, they they could they could bring that shit in if they wanted to. I mean, Michael Ironside could show up in whatever the fuck he wants to. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I'm totally on board. <laughs> I am so on board with that. Put Michael Ironside in literally everything. <laughs> I can't. All I can't things. imagine the justification for bringing that that group of people in but like if if anyone could it's this show but at the very least having hillary swank one run miyagi like co-run miyagi Do with danny i think that would be amazing now yes i agree i agree that it would who knows where where things are going to go in the next season but definitely there's that whole when didn't they go to like uh korea where did they go they traveled and see okinawa right so there's a whole cast of characters from that movie as well were they going to bring back Chosen? Why not? Yeah, I could see that. But what what would, what would the connection be? Like, why would they why would they do that? I mean, we saw the one thing that the another part of Danny's character that I didn't completely love was the that he was so fast to turn on Robbie and like kick him out and all that stuff. Like, I know yeah. he was being hot headed, and that is Danny's character. But he really grew to love this kid, you know, mm-hmm. and. Then later they show him finding the book of like, you know, Okinawan history in, in Robbie's room. Like, okay, so he's at least kind of coming back on that a little bit. But I, I just don't know how they could possibly pull in any of that, you know, that stuff that happened in Okinawa into into this. Well, but again, I, who knows how the writers yeah. would work that in? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. If they have ideas. I also hope, and I said this to Adam, and I'm pretty sure I said this to Karen too. I hope that this doesn't go on much longer. That's what oh, yeah. I said also. If they would, like, uh, the writers of Stranger Things even said that season four is probably going to be the last season that they do. Mm-hmm. Don't drag something out too long just to make money. Yeah, exactly. And this is, it's very high quality. Write an ending and then film it. Stick like, it, yeah. do it. To figure out where this story I, goes and then stop. I would be completely fine because the way I would describe season two is the Empire Strikes Back of this. It's everyone's at their lowest point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season three, they'll have their redemption arc. I would be completely fine with it going to season three, and that's it. And if you can resolve everything there, maybe, yeah. maybe to season four if it's warranted, but don't go anywhere past. If that. we get Julie, only if yeah, we only. get Julie season four. And Michael Ironside with his uh, <laughs> high school Gestapo. Yeah, in three. We need that in three. That needs to happen sooner rather than later. God, these movies are weird. So, <laughs> as I was watching <laughs> this this episode, they show every character pretty much that has shown up in this show for two seasons. All of the kids, all of the, the adults, 
all of them show up at some point in time in this episode. And I was kind of surprised at how every character has a point. Right. Except for Daniel's son. Oh my God, his point is to make me laugh my ass off. He's a little piece of shit. I can't stand him. Anthony, <laughs> I know. Fuck that kid. Like, I felt so bad for Daniel. Like, on the Alexa, and like, you know, when his sister was grounded and he was like, oh, that's the doorbell. Let me see if my drone is here. <laughs> that kid cracks me up. He's not a good character. He's no, a shit. But I laugh my ass off him every time. Can you make me waffles? Like, Go fuck yourself, what is this, kid. Afghanistan? It's like you little white privileged shit. I'll kick you in the <laughs> Yeah, I, I hated him too, but I'm with Karen and like the just he's such a piece of shit. And that is so funny to me, especially considering that he's Danny's kid. Right. Like he is just the complete antithesis of everything Danny learned, mm-hmm. but everything Danny was <laughs> before he moved in. Like just whatever. Yeah, he's just this little friggin' rich brat and whatever. Nope. Fuck he's- that kid. <laughs> Totally ridiculous. Yep. <sighs> so uh, one thing I completely forgot about, you were talking about, you know, grounded in some semblance of reality mm-hmm. that it doesn't take place in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, it just might because Uh-oh. in the first season when Johnny needs to pay his rent and he goes to the pawn shop and he brings stuff in, <laughs> take the Atari 2600 out and he's like, well, how about the Nintendo? <laughs> so he's, stay- he's saying Nintendo exists in their universe it, and if the nintendo exists the karate kid game exists in their universe right oh, that's just how do you crazy factor that in? right i don't even Boom. i don't even know you don't even know where to go with that right and that's that, just that's that work it must have been like a different movie lj uh ljn did a different one maybe so it's like an alternate timeline like in last action hero stallone was in terminator 2 or something yeah, like yes that. that's exact, yes, that, exactly that's exactly like that Okay. Yeah. When when I um when Daniel and Johnny are fighting in their the the Johnny's apartment, and they kept flashing back to the fight during the, the you know the tournament. Yeah, that was great. They are literally doing like it's it's just shy of scene for scene or shot for shot. That that was amazing to me that they actually choreographed it to make it look that way. And not only did they do that, they then showed you where they got it from. Like that just shows the quality of this that they actually truly give a shit about this show. Oh, the the creators and writers of this show clearly love the Karate Kid as much as we do. Yeah, <sighs> I think you would have to in order to make this show. No, exactly. It would have to be. A, yes, I I couldn't agree more. It has to come. This is a passion a project. Because when when uh, it was originally announced, the Cobra Kai thing, there was a trailer that came out. And I watched maybe a few seconds of it, and it looked so dumb. What I really thought it was going to be was like a little twenty-minute clip, just showing where they are right now, and maybe like it ends with them like getting ready to fight like one last time. And I, I don't think nobody was expecting a, a ten-episode season, right? When this was that was things. thoughtful, <laughs> right? That I mean, made you think. No, yeah. like I did not expect that at all. So. It's crazy. Just when it was first announced, I thought it was going to be complete garbage. When we first saw the announcements for it, I think we actually said it on here that we thought it was going to be a comedy. Yeah, I thought but it was going to be absolutely hilarious. Hijinks between the two of them. Like, what ridiculousness could these two characters get into? And then, you know, halfway through season one, there were feels going, wait, I, no, 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 no. I'm not supposed to feel this way about these two people. This is ridiculous. And it's like, granted, the quality did slip 
ever so slightly from season one to season two, but it wasn't it was dramatic. Because of certain characters. No, it was not dramatic at all. It was only because of certain characters. <laughs> One like that Stingray. were nameless. <laughs> it's still stunning to me that this is on YouTube Red. Yeah. Well, I, I think this was uh, YouTube's like first foray, obviously, in getting into Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, mm-hmm. what have you territory. Which, it's a good thing and a bad thing, too. It's showing YouTube that it's very profitable to have shows on there, which is going to give them even less of a reason to give a shit about, like, small-time content creators. Right. So, yeah. There's big positives and negatives about this. Well, all in all, Chris, great pick. Thanks. Really, really great pick. I'm glad we actually got to talk about it in depth. Adam, I truly appreciate you, you chiming in with this. and oh, it's of course. It's great to hear someone with such a passion for it how many yeah. years later? <laughs> like, when was the first Karate Kid? 85? God bless it. 86? Karate Kid. I also definitely want to just giant thank you to Karen for actually watching this show. Um, <laughs> I know it was, I knew going in it wasn't her cup of tea, and it, it, bummed, it bummed me out because I saw this show and it just meant so much to me. And there's a lot of stuff like that where that happens with me and I can't share it with her because it just will never resonate with her the same way that it does. Oh, with absolutely. Me. Like I, uh, you know, with uh, a lot of things, I mean, Nina and I, we agree on, you know, tons of, of stuff, but then there's plenty of things of, of media where, you know, we just, that that's the way things are. And yeah, I, it, it annoyed me that I couldn't share like everything I wanted to say about Cobra Kai with Nina. Cause she wouldn't, you know, get it. So I yeah. totally understand. And like, you know, we would, we just did good omens and that was like, that's that's Karen's favorite book. Uh-huh. And so and and I was completely enamored with the show. I thought it was amazing. Um and it was really fun for me to 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 be that other side of the conversation for Karen. Uh-huh. And um I was just I I figured there was no way she was going to watch this whole show. And then she did and I really really appreciated it. And I know she didn't get it on the same level that I did and I'm yeah. fine with that because she put in the uh she put in the hours and I just wanted to call out and say that I have a very amazing wife and I appreciate her very much. Yeah, you That's I adorable. Agree. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. All right, Chris, yet again, thank you so much. Um with that, let's take a quick break and when we get back, we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv 
slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love. Trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly. Keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. We're going to talk some news, but before we do that, I want to give a special thank you to Adam Schub, Square Painter, for, for joining us on the first half. He was a lot of fun. That, that was he, very insightful when it came to Karate Kid information. I like him. I, he's good people. Good people. All right, let's, let's dive into the news. First up, from VanityFair.com. Why James? Oh, so okay. Whole tower. A whole tower. It, the screen just adjusted, <laughs> so the name went away, and I saw it was James. Uh, why James Holzhauer finally lost on Jeopardy? Um, okay, so from my understanding, he was doing he was doing really well. Um, he lost to a woman who had done a thesis on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So she had watched a lot of Jeopardy and paid attention to a lot of Jeopardy, which apparently is very smart. And the the question that like the biggest thing was is that he was normally betting very high on certain things, like the final Jeopardy, and he didn't. He was very mm-hmm. reserved in his last gamble, and they were wondering why. And it's fully explained. It was a mathematical equation. Um, he was just. Betting the right amount to get the ability to beat two out of three people, like, right? That's yeah. It's just I, he lost because someone knew more than him, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it even you know, even in if you're like a professional gambler, you're gonna lose sometimes, and uh, this the odds were just against him. Yeah, he he was. But I thought it was interesting the whole like mathematic probability behind his bets and. Yeah, he just looked at like let's say if the other per- the next closest bet all of their money and got the answer correct, what would that put them at? Well, he needs to bet this amount to just be one dollar higher, and that's literally what he did. Um, the The interesting thing that I found out in this article was they they normally record five episodes a day. Yep, that's a lot of goddamn Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, we went to a taping once, right, Karen? Yes, they did. So there was there were they recorded a bunch of episodes. It was really fun, but they, it plays Monday through Friday. So do they only record once a week? Like, or are they recording every day? Five episodes. That's a lot of Jeopardy that they have in the bank. <laughs> I, it just seemed like quite a bit. So, but there you go. That's that's. I, I, I also thought it was cool that the girl who beat him um, by the time she taped her episode the episodes that he was in hadn't started airing yet so he she didn't even know 
that he was like a big champion. Right. He when had she won went in a bunch against of days him. in a row. Yeah. So yeah, there it is. Like that's behind the scenes inside baseball of, you know, Jeopardy. Inside Jeopardy. Inside Jeopardy. All right. Next up from the MarySue.com. Neil Gaiman shuts down a troll who whined about good omens, good omens, forced diversity. So as I've said before, the Internet gives those that don't deserve a voice a voice. And some people, a lot of people use that to just complain. Apparently, this person, this troll, as they call them, had a problem with Adam and Eve, the first humans in the show being African-American. All the rest of the shit, the, 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 the angels, the demons, all that stuff he was fine with. It was just this most unbelievable part for him. Well, all of the other stuff he didn't get to because he turned it off after the first whatever minute. <laughs> Such a good show. And that's what you... It's, it's that guy's loss. Now, the point is that everybody on the Good Omens of the Good Omens tribe sort of chimed in and said, you know what? Go to hell. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he that apparently... The, the the narrator voice, it being a woman and it being God, that he had a problem with that as well. Um, Neil Gaiman had a resp- Neil Gaiman had a response that says, you know, it's it's when people who proclaim themselves as white supremacists turn off good omens after the first few minutes and then come on Twitter to tell me off that I think sometimes a negative review is a marvelous and heartwarming thing. Yep. Yep. And that's why he's not only one of my favorite authors, but one of my favorite people on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the article is filled with tweets in response to this. Sort of amazing. Just like good tweet reading. I don't do that very often, but there's some some interesting things. And it's, it's funny how when people band together, how witty people can get. It's it's impressive. Yeah, once in a while, Twitter is actually not a terrible place. I mean, usually, usually, usually it's very terrible. But. <laughs> usually it is, but sometimes it shines. Well, there it is. Next. Um, all right. I, I, this was so upsetting to me. From goodhousekeeping.com. All right, buckle up, people. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. <laughs> buckle up. Here we go. Hallmark's Christmas movie schedule for 2019 has all... Ready. Already has us feeling the holiday cheer. No, it does not. So that is a lie. Fuck off, Hallmark Channel. <laughs> they are fuck all the way off. <laughs> they are going to do, to air forty brand new Christmas movies in total, and they are starting July seventh. July. I seventh Christmas I movies. And, like, I haven't talked to my boss about this yet, but I'm sure she's thrilled. Because my boss, like, lives these movies come come holiday season. Like, Which, so, what, okay. We have a bunch of holidays in between July 7th and Christmas. Yeah, but none of those are Christmas. That's true. And all these Christmas movies are just, like, they're Christmas movies, you know? They're all the same story and full of holiday cheer and... Uh, like and she knows exactly what they are. So there was one that came on last year. I don't remember what it was called. That like it went against the formula, and she hated it. 
It's like, this well, is not why I watch movie. these movies. It's like, I'll try to be interesting and stuff and throw curves in. Like, that's not why I'm here. I have no illusions about this. I am here for the crap. I'm here for the schlock. This is what I want. Give me don't, the schlock now. Don't mess with the formula. Uh, July, though. Man. That's and they got 40 of these, you said? 40, 40 new ones? 40 new ones. Mm-hmm. That's just insanity. That's a complete lot. and total insanity. It's apparently- I want to know when Hallmark is going to just give up the uh, the notion that it's a and channel, but anything but Christmas. Content. It should be just a Christmas channel, right? But Christmas content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Merry but Christmas. If you're interested, you head over to the Hallmark channel. You get all your Christmas goodness now. Well, yeah, in Christmas a couple of weeks. in July is a thing. I get that, but yeah, but Christmas is are not they July stopping to December. or is that it? No. Like they're just like, all right, and now we're doing Christmas until the end of the year. No, they made a specific movie that's like a Christmas in July movie. I think it's Christmas Camp or some garbage like that. Um, but they're not going nonstop from July until Christmas. Mm. Oh, see, I thought they were because, you know, they've got enough content to do that. Yeah, there's Indeed. only 52 weeks in the year, and if they do one a week... That's just that, that's just the new ones. Like, they've got years of this stuff. Yeah. Packed up. I mean, that right now they already like last year. I think they already start the day a- the day after the day before Halloween. Like just because that's how much they have. Mm-hmm. How many original ideas can there be for Christmas? There aren't There's, original. Like, no, they're not said, original. They don't want original ideas. The audience wants the same movie in different settings every time, <laughs> with with different attractive white people. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the scroll down, and there's a lot of white people. And mm-hmm. look, there's Blake Shelton. Oh. Yes, and that one's just not, doesn't even have a name, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Untitled. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called Untitled. Oh, Jesus, Hallmark. All right, let's, let's move on to something slightly more appealing. Hollywood Reporter brings us the news that Punky Brewster is coming back to TV. Um, <laughs> nothing is sacred. Nothing. But what I do like about this, it's, it's a TV sequel. And Soleil Moonfry will apparently be reprising her role as Punky. So it's... I mean, is this the next Cobra Kai? It it could be. It very well could be. I mean, given what Cobra Kai has has proven itself to be, like, I suppose anything's possible. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't a fan of Punky Brewster as a kid, but I don't remember a thing about it. Uh, Right? I don't remember remember liking it, but I don't remember why. There was a dog, right? I'm sure there was a dog. Wasn't it? Was was it only live action or was there also a cartoon? No, there was a cartoon after the live action. Like, I remember the cartoon more than the live action, I think. But either way... Like, so I the, couldn't tell you what that show the, was about. I think the live action went for, like, four seasons, if I'm not mistaken. And then the, the cartoon ran for two. <sighs> so, I mean, apparently, Punky has grown up. She, her life is in chaos. And she meets someone that reminds her of her younger self. And that's where the show is going. <laughs> Named Punky. Yeah. Punky Brewster. Oh, she was she was an adopted child, so now she is a single mother of three as she attempts to get her life back on track when she meets a girl who reminds her of her younger self. Hmm. God, I, nothing is sacred. Not a damn thing. Well, if there's anything I've learned is if you have a good story to tell, then go for it. But if you don't, 
Go for it anyway. Wait, what? All right. Next up from the Hollywood Reporter. I, this means nothing to me, and I'm assuming. Oh, God, you're so lucky. Okay. Baby Shark TV series based on viral song in the works at Nickelodeon. Okay. So you two, parents of little kids, what is Baby Shark? Baby Shark is a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like a minute or a minute and a half long animated video with a song that literally has no plot. Okay. There's no plot. There's five characters. There's Baby Shark, Mommy Shark, Daddy Shark, Grandma Shark, and Grandpa Shark. And you can tell who they are by their colors and mustaches. And, and yeah. the hand motions that you do. Oh. Yes. It's, it is a children's song. It, it is a children's song. And it is Baby Shark, do, 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 do. That's the lyrics. And then they change Baby Shark to something else. Do, 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 do. So it has... As of, I guess, the writing of this article, 2.9 billion views on YouTube. The song recorded 20-week <laughs> streak on Billboard Hot 100 list. What? Yeah. And kids, it's had kids love more it. than 700,000 cover videos. Mm-hmm. And now yes. they're going to make of a cartoon of it on Nickelodeon? Several. I, I mean... Look, they I made an emoji to... movie, all right? That's they made true. an Angry Birds movie. So this That's... does not surprise me in the least that they'll throw some sort of freaking plot onto this and try to milk as much as they can out of it. And I'm sure it'll do gangbusters. <laughs> but they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh-huh. So they should and they did. So it's coming. Nickelodeon, buckle up. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, TheVerge.com brings us the information that YouTube, that's right, YouTube, just banned supremacist content. Just did it? Like this wasn't a a thing before? Um, They just banned supremacist content and thousands of channels are about to be removed. Okay. Good idea. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Can we jump in a time machine and like go back several years and implement this? YouTube is changing its community guidelines to ban videos promoting the superiority of any group as a justification for discrimination against others based on their age, gender, race, caste, religion, sexual orientation, or veteran status. I'm kind of surprised that that hasn't been a thing already. Yeah. I mean, it's only because of you know, outcry on the platform mm. from users for literally years um, that they're finally doing this because if they didn't have to, they wouldn't yeah. because those people's money spends just as well as anyone else's. It's true. Uh, the move which will result in the removal of all videos promoting Nazism and other discriminatory ideologies is expected to result in the removal of thousands of channels across YouTube. So, yeah, that it just like I I guess it was a time thing. Just took them longer to realize that it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent with Karen. It's like I'm sure advertisers started pulling out, and that was that was it. They don't give a single crap about any of this stuff they're like cool we can run ads during these then uh, that's fine because it gets us money but as soon as it starts costing them ad revenues and you know people complaining to that extent i'm sure that's where it came from because 
you know, YouTube's not about to do something for a moral reason. Like that's just not them. Right. There was um, the New York Times found this week that YouTube algorithms were recommending videos featuring children in bathing suits to people who previously watched sexually themed content, effectively generating play- playlists for pedophiles. Like that's an algorithm that should go away. There's a lot of problems with YouTube, but a more really more than several. Th- but we did get Cobra Kai, so they're on the right path. Oh, I can't. One hopes. I can't. I can't. I can't believe that this is a news article. Like this is, this should be a thing that had. This should have already happened and not be something that we're talking about. And it's a goddamn shame. But it's a good thing that it's happening. It's a step in the right direction. Let's hope they continue with it and do the right thing. For this. I got baby sharks stuck in my head. <sighs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Next up, TVLine.com. The Good Place is Kristen Bell to make her directorial debut in season four. Fantastic. I, I would have assumed that she had done one yet already, but apparently not. Uh, in season four, within the, th- the 13 episodes that season four will comprise, she is going to be directing one of them. I mean, good for her. As long as it's... it's I don't know if she has... Does she have other directorial credits? I don't know, but I'm happy to see her doing it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that she can do anything wrong. This is true. I, let's let's uh, piggyback on with the, the next uh, good, good, good place uh, news story because season four apparently is going to also be its final season, um, which that, that information comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. The the creative team pre- knew from the get that this was not going to be a two hundred episode kind of thing. There's a very this this is a finite story, and we're going to tell it as long as we need to tell it and make sure that it ends correctly. And they weren't a hundred percent sure if it was going to be two, three, or four. They figured it out now, and at the end of season three, they told their cast that season four will be the final season. So good on them and it's i'm happy that they are they have their end in sight and they can wrap up whatever loose ends that they need to wrap up i didn't want this show to be one of those shows that sort of just stays Keeps around going until it's long, not good anymore yeah stays around long enough to become the villain kind of thing yeah the premise isn't really sustainable i mean it's already gone so bonkers off the wall like there's not a really a lot of places left for them to go and that, that was a corner that they painted themselves into, like, the end of season one, beginning of season two. Like, like once season two started, we're like, well, how, how many times? It th- I mean, and I'm ha- I've been happy with everything that I've seen of this show. It was, it was always a question of how much longer could they do this? And apparently, they know. Season four is going to be the end. They, they do short, well, for network television, they do 13 episodes per season. So, it's, you know, fifty. Two episodes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good math. That's one. Well I, done. I may not be able to read names, but math I'm good at. Um, the the creative team thought about it, decided this is where we're going to go, and I, it's great. I, I'm I'm this show was so good and so surprising that I'm I I, I didn't 
that was the, the one thing when watching like season two, I'm behind. I need to, to watch season three. Like the surprise from once you knew what ended, what the ending was of season one, the fact that I liked season two shocked the hell out of me because didn't see that happening. How could they keep that up? And they did. And I'm like I said, I, I haven't seen season three, but I have not heard a bad thing about it. So it just seems like the right thing. I also think knowing this will make watching season four more enjoyable because you're not going to be wondering like, oh, well, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Like, they're not. They're not. They're not doing anything next. There is a, there is an end and we're and and they are good with it. So good on them. All right. Up next, Deadline.com. Marvel Jessica Jones's trailer. First look at third and final season of the series. Trailer looked good. I don't. Yeah. I didn't do any of the reasons. Like I want to go into like because the other baddie I was familiar with. I'm not familiar with the baddie in this season, and I want. I want to keep it that way. I want to see what the show does with it because they have written their their villains very very well. Um, but it looks good. What's the the other girl? The wildcat. Wildcat. Yeah. Hellcat. Hellcat. That's what it was. Hellcat. Like. She's looking like she's kicking some ass. I mean, I mean, she got like powers at the end of the last season, right? Well, she was able to hacky sack really well, if I recall correctly. Like she balanced something on her foot. Yeah, she got some sort of some sort of enhancement. Yes, she was taking that that drug. The, yeah, the, the and then like some of it stuck or whatever. So, but yeah, she was she. Her character is in the comics a. a, a a superhero of sorts. Um, but I've always liked Kristen Ritter as this, as Jessica Jones. I think she does a really, really good job. So I, and like I said last week, I think we were talking about this. I totally forgot there was going to be a third season. It's a pleasant surprise. Um, the final 13 episodes on Netflix will start streaming Friday, June 14th, which is tomorrow it's tomorrow to right this, the day that comes out so, yeah that's what i was just trying to do the math on it's today's the 10th so yeah I, weekend watching good on him all right next up superherohype.com there's a lot of back information on this as well but swamp thing reportedly canceled by dc universe i've heard i've read and seen so many things about this i don't know where it stands all i know is is that there was from what I heard, and Chris, you made comment that that was it was debunked, but that there was a clerical error on North Carolina's point that they were supposed to give them a grant or a tax cut, and it wasn't there. And then the the series the series became too expensive, and I like all I know is it. I'm sad that this is happening. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that because I haven't done a lot of research, but I, I read something to the effect of the running theory about the budget being the problem um, is not necessarily true. Okay. And like there are, there are cast members who are still completely confused as to why this show has been canceled. Because the one thing that I heard was, you know, North Carolina was supposed to give them a, a tax credit equaling in the tens of millions or well, I think 12 to 13 million and that didn't happen. And they, they, I, what I don't understand is that they cut the season short. It was supposed to be 13. They cut it down to 10 and they filmed all 10. 
why like and isn't this this is on a streaming service so you're you've made it you've spent the money it's being well received yeah i mean from what i've come to understand people dig the show i i don't understand it it's weird it's it's a shame it truly is um but it's it's on DC Universe. They they are going to air the entirety of the season. Uh, apparently, DC Universe doesn't do binging. It releases on a weekly basis, which is silly. Um, but well, it's a DC property. Of course, it's silly. <laughs> uh huh. See what you did there. Um, but uh, the season premiered on the thirty first, and it was <laughs> canceled on I think the second. <laughs> Like the tur- the turnaround came really quick. That is messed up. Poor Swamp Thing. Yeah, and it's it's it. I I don't. First and foremost, I don't understand why this show came about because it had two movies. It had an animated series. I think it actually had a TV show as well. And none of them. Nobody was like screaming for more Swamp Thing. But when it when I saw that it was coming and it was happening and it's filming where by where I live, I was like, oh, that's. I'm interested. I'll check that out. See, I don't think that's necessarily true. Swamp Thing has a pretty decent following. Like that 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 it, it has a pretty big cult following, especially with the modern uh, like ever since the new 52 version of it came around, that did really well for itself. And um, you know, pe- people like this character, people like this universe, and I'm not surprised I wasn't surprised to see that this was one of the shows that they they went to because you know, it's one of those things that has this kind of cult following and the potential to be a hit. Mm-hmm. Like I could definitely see why where the potential came on this, but it's just strange to see something get to this point and then just be magically. Nope, screw this. We're we're we are out. Well, the, forget the, all the investment. We are out. The, the investment was kind of huge. It was like forty million dollars, which is kind of surprising to me for a DC streaming joint i mean i don't know what like the only other one that i could think of that was the um titans titans and i have no i what's that a buck 85 because that's filmed all in the dark it's yeah i mean then there was young justice season whatever the heck and but again that was a cartoon and it wasn't ex- like not like the animation we're talking is like disney quality or anything like that mm-hmm. so that didn't cost them too much yeah it's i don't know it's kind of surprising that they put all of their all of the chips into this basket. That's what surprised me. But, uh, and then they threw away the freaking basket. They th- just got rid of it. Like heck with yeah. these chips. Yeah. Well, you will get one season. So check that out when it's available. And if you have DC universe streaming service, uh, all right, next up, uh, we're going to link to a trailer on YouTube for Gina Davis is apparently joining the cast of glow. Yeah, and the trailer's nothing. It's, it's just it's Gina Davis like looking at this camera for a minute. But yes, very very cool. It's cute. It's she does the wink. She's uh, Vegas baby or something like. I don't know what she says. I can't mm. remember what she said. But she just smiles, winks. There's a ting kind of thing. So, uh, I think she's going to be a good fit to the to the cast. I agree. Uh, she seems like the right personality. That you know, it it just makes sense to me. And it's like, she's she's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's Gina freaking Davis. So like, that's kind of a name mm-hmm. to be thrown in here. Um, I'm pretty impressed that uh, Glow has the clout for that. 
Well, it, it it was it was quite popular when it you know it hit, so makes sense. But uh, yeah, check that out when when the, the series returns. Um, there is a portrait of that woman somewhere, yeah. aging and getting horribly ugly because holy crap, she yeah. just does not age. She is not. She's, she's holding she's up still absurdly well. So gorgeous. Good for her. There is a, like you said, some attic somewhere. <sighs> All right, finally, bloodydisgusting.com brings us the information that Amazon's Dark Tower TV series has begun filming and Michael Rooker will star. Yay, I think. I don't know anything about Dark Tower, but I know I like Michael Rooker. I, I, He's Mary Poppins, y'all. He is. He is. <laughs> um, I liked the Dark Tower series, Stephen King, um, alternate universe, Western. It was. It, I liked the books. The movie... It was all right. Could have been better, but it was all right. I'm curious. It's there. There are a couple of characters that Michael Rooker could be playing. I would not expect him to play the lead character. Um, but the gentleman that they they chose to play the Man in Black, who is the bad guy, Jasper. No idea. Pack Cohen. P- Sitwell. <laughs> he is from the, the Black KK Klansman. Um, I I Googled, like I did the Google search, and he looks like what my brain, when I was reading the books, the, the mind movie that was playing, he looks like the guy that I pictured. So that makes it, 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 it fits. Um, I don't I don't it's kind of surprising to me that they're the movie did not do well um and it had uh what's his name the guy Idris Elba yes Idris and it it I I'm kind of surprised that it's actually getting a tv series it's it's more meant for a tv series it is like I don't know eight books it's a ridiculously long Stephen King epic and them trying to do a single movie about it just didn't make sense. Um, it's too much information to condense into the one. I think they were trying to do a couple of movies, but the the first movie did so poorly that it didn't progress. Um, this is more apropos as a TV show. So, and we get more Michael Rooker. It's also got Jerome Flynn, who was Braun in Game of Thrones. Uh, and I like him. There you go. I didn't, it just said Jerome Flynn, Game of Thrones. I didn't know what character. I didn't Google him. So, but there you go. More good information. So, all right, people, that's it. That's all we got. Um, Chris, you got a spiel for me? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that that just kind of came up quick. I thought there was going to be a little bit more of a wrap up. So, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's light news week. We talked long on, on Cobra Kai. I mean, we, we talked, did. We talked long. I mean, it's worth it. But, uh, yeah, it's getting late. Time to wrap it up. It is getting late. I couldn't agree more. But while we're here, may as well tell you that it, uh, you can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can find us on Facebook at Geekade, find us at Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us at Twitter, follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter, I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, 
Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at geekadevan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Um, Before I give the homework for the week, uh, once again, I want to thank Adam for joining us. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Adam is an artist. He is, what's his moniker? Square Painter? Square Painter. Um, he does wonderful pixel pixel art. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. So if you want to check out any of his work, on apparently on all the social medias, Square Painter. He got him. Good for him. Check him out. Send him some love. Let him know you, you, you heard it. You heard it here, people. So my pick this week and it's timely because of some news articles. We're going to watch Swamp Thing, season one, episode one. We're going to watch the pilot to see why it's going away. I don't think we're going to find out why. It's not going to be in, in the episode. But there is your homework, people. Swamp Thing, season one, episode one, the pilot. There you have it. Thank you for joining us here. Joining us here once again from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. There is no losing in this dojo. I messed that up. I'm tired. <laughs> Good night. Losing does not exist in this dojo. There it is. There Good it night. is. <laughs> I'll just edit that in right. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.